the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your guest host for today. I'll be with you again tomorrow. Also, today is already the 21st. Can you believe that? And uh, only a couple of more shopping days, as they say, until Christmas, which never bothers me because I'm always a Christmas Eve shopper. That's what I do. And and people just... uh, you know, they don't understand that sometimes, but if you do understand that, then I'll see you at the mall in the rain, probably, uh, on Friday. That's uh, kind of how it works. My wife doesn't understand it. My wife is the opposite of me. My wonderful wife, Christy, who I love dearly, who puts up with me, imagine that. She buys next year's gifts after Christmas at all the sales. That's So we're just like the opposite. Like it, it wouldn't even occur to me to buy next year's gifts anytime after the, afterward. Uh, but she's done that many times before, and it works out. You kind of have to guess kids' clothes sizes and what they'll be the next year, and you got to have the time to do it. you got to have the place to store it, but uh, she has done that many times. Uh, that's not me. Anyway, I hope that you are having a fine afternoon, your drive home or your, your afternoon in the workplace if you're working. Maybe you're at home. I think a lot of people... This week, you get to be home early. Hopefully, you're home with your family, or maybe you're home on some days off getting some projects done, and you're listening to our our program. Southern California Live is on every day right here on KKLA and KPRZ in San Diego every day from 3 to 5 in Los Angeles, and it is a pleasure to be with you and get to know you. And you can give me a call at any time, 888-LA-TALKS is the phone number, 888-528-2557 to be part of the discussion uh, I encourage you, put that in your phone. You just never know when yours are going to feel like, I got to be a part of this conversation. 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Hey, the question I'm going to ask you this hour, I'm going to go to the calls here in just a minute. Uh, one of the questions I'm going to ask you this hour is this. One of the things that I will be doing actually the next couple of days is I'll be getting ready for Christmas Eve service, of course. That's uh, what I do. And... Uh, One of the things that we're going to do is we're going to film an at-home version. Uh, Instead of live streaming our Christmas Eve, we're going to do a special one for the online audience uh, that can be just produced a little bit better just for online where the the Christmas Eve, you know, at the church with the singing, it's just a lot better if you're present. And uh, we'd like you to be present. But for some people who can't or other people checking out, we're going to have a video version. Here's the question for you. Is online church real church? Is going to church online, where you watch it from home on your your smart TV or on your computer, is that real church? I'm going to talk about that maybe in a little bit. I'd love to get your opinion on that. How do you feel about that? I think online church, one way or the other, is here to stay. So we're going to talk about that here in just a moment. I do want to go to the phones. Ken has been holding through the break for a while. Ken from Monterey Park, welcome to Southern California Live. What's on your mind, Ken? regards to the last topic on the uh, COVID and so forth, but, you know, from the day one, I took advantage of the fact that nobody was driving on the freeways and everything like that, and it was, uh-huh. everybody was on lockdown, but I went about my business, and I, from that day on, I haven't worn a mask, I'm not vaccinated, I haven't gotten sick, I don't, I don't have any of these things, and I just don't, you know, I go and do what I got to do. 
I do believe that I am a Christian, and I, and I understand about using wisdom and so forth and discretion and discernment, but I'm not going to live in fear. I'm just going to... I mean, I think we all have a, we all have an appointed time, and I believe that this variant uh, is part of that time. If for those who are affected in a more adverse way, which leads to death, I believe it's just because it's your time. Yeah, for sure and we I, have time, I, but we're not it, supposed to test the Lord with that, right? I mean, uh, were you I'm one of the... I'm not trying to put that to the test, neither. Yeah. Because, I mean, either, the number of my steps are, are already marked. The, he keeps the limits that I cannot pass. So God is in absolute control, but I'm not putting him to the test. But just realizing that I'm not going to live in fear either. That yeah. I'm going to live my life. And, I'm, you know, I, like I said, I, I haven't got any anything. I'm not saying I won't or I can't, but it, it yeah. doesn't happen. All right. Well, thank you for calling, Ken. I appreciate that. I hope that you weren't one of those people like driving 100 miles an hour down the freeway. Because uh, remember when this happened, when the shutdown happened? I was out a lot. And the reason I was out was partly because of my pastoral duties, but also my radio hosting duties, I was out, and uh, there was nobody on the freeways for a while except crazy people, crazy people driving like 90 miles an hour. Did you Did you know, this is, I don't have the statistic in front of me, Ken's just made me think of it, but my understanding of that is in 2020, deaths in car accidents actually were up, even though half the year people weren't on the roads, and it's because people were nuts out there. It was It was crazy. Anyway, glad that that's over. All right, here's the question for, for this. And this is on my mind because of, of where we're at you know, right now. Is going to church online church? Do you go to church and it's just online? Um, maybe that happened during this shutdown because that was something that happened, right? Is that all of a sudden we shut down, all of a sudden churches are online. Some churches were ready to go with that, other churches. It took a while to figure that out. I think that uh, it's here to stay as far as online church. But there's a really big question, a big question that was going around uh, certain circles this week or last week was somebody posted online, online church is not real church. And people, have, of course, had a lot of opinions about that. What do you think about that? Is it real church? You know, as a pastor, one of the things that your pastor never gets to do or rarely gets to do is sit with his spouse during church, sit with his family during church. You're never there. We go to weddings. If I'm doing the wedding, Christy sits out there by herself. And uh, during church, she's sitting there, and she'll be there with the kids unless they're in kids' church, and she's by herself. And unless there's a guest speaker or unless we go out of town and we're not the speaker in some other church and we just get to visit another church, we're hardly ever together. And then suddenly, we got to sit together during church, which was really weird because I was the pastor at that church, and it's really weird to sit through your own service and kind of experience what other people do. And you're like, I can't believe this guy. Why did he say that? Uh, and uh, other than that, um, I've never actually been to my own church other than that. There is something that is new that has just started. You know that Facebook has changed its name to Meta and all that weirdness with that. Well, kind of in the, the metaverse with these virtual reality. The whole thing is that there is this virtual life that you can have. This has actually been something that's been developing for many years. It's just changed forms, Okay. And the idea is you put on this helmet and you've got all these this virtual reality that you can go to and you can go do things and that you will have this different experience. Some people think it's the future of, of the web. And you create your own avatar, which is like a cartoon character thing. You do this on computers or on your phone. Um, you plug in, you have this mask on, and you feel like you're there. It's a, it's a very strange, if you've ever done it, um, it's a very strange experience, and it's hilarious to watch other people because they look ridiculous doing it if you're not participating in that. 
Uh, there's a lot of controversy, of course, with, with all of that. But something that um, came out this week is that already there's a church called in, in the alternate space virtual reality, and it's Life Church, uh, which is Craig Rochelle's church in Oklahoma City. He has many different uh, campuses, all right, and they already have an online church that's in virtual reality. And this weekend, he posted some of what happens in that church. And so what you have is like a cartoon-looking auditorium with cartoon characters that are people's avatars. So they're sitting in the chairs. And each one of those people, this is 2021, folks. This is where we're at. And I think the, the coronavirus call that we just had from, from Ken, you know, the interesting thing, you know, what it actually said on the screen here was that coronavirus is God's plan. And uh, I don't think it's God's plan to, you know, He's not creating this virus just to take people out. But I think God is, in his sovereignty, using coronavirus in this respect. He is moving the world forward, including the church, in so many ways. We are different than we were two years ago. And one of those ways is there's online church. Is it real church? Do you go to that? Does this count? We're going to have to deal with that. The virtual church is the next step. I was just talking with my friend George about this, and the same day I see that they already have this service. And so you can go to church online in virtual reality, and you can sing the songs. And what happens is that in the virtual world, you see a a screen, and on the screen is actually the live stream, okay, real-life pictures of what's happening in that church. And you can participate, and you can sing. You can have your avatar put your hands up. And you can interact with other avatars and talk to people. I mean, they, they have virtual donuts and coffee. They've got all the stuff in there. And it's a weird thing. This isn't brand new. Several years ago, I had the opportunity to, to do this. There was something, I think it's probably still out there. And when this was invented, it was a very bad thing. It was called Second Life. I know this is getting like really nerdy stuff, but hang in there with me because I'm curious to what you think about virtual church. Uh, Second Life was first designed so that you could have a make-believe life and people used it to cheat on their spouse, like in real life, because you'd meet some other avatar, but you're talking to them in real life, and it just became a very, very bad thing. A lot of these things start that way or they maintain that. Maybe that's still going on, uh, but I think it's it's old news, this whole thing. But in there, Life Church, Craig Rochelle, Pastor Craig Rochelle, he had a church, and there were several churches, and I went to this church just out of curiosity. So I create my little avatar, and uh, they they wouldn't let me. Uh, they pick your last name, so you could pick whatever first name you want, but they let you pick. Your, they didn't let you pick your last name. The last name I was assigned was Eastwood, so I was Clint Eastwood. I was virtual Clint Eastwood, and I made sure that he talked like this. And that's what I just said to people. People would say, uh, "Hello, Clint Eastwood," you know, and I would say, "I just want to ask you one question: Do you feel lucky?" Well, do you, punk? And that's what I would say when I'd go to church with people. People say that now when they go to church. It's just kind of weird. Uh, not really. I mean, it's real that I said that online. So I go, I'm Clint Eastwood, and I go to church. Hopefully the real Clint Eastwood goes to church somewhere. And uh, I go to this church, and I sit through the service, and I'm amazed. I'm watching the service. There's the lyrics on one screen, and there's the band playing on the screen, and I'm watching this, and I'm watching other people. Now, each one of these cartoon characters is actually a person sitting at a computer, probably in their pajamas or underwear somewhere. But online, they're all dressed up and they're going to church and they're worshiping with their hands up and other stuff. And I noticed after the sermon, there was you know basically kind of the altar call. 
And I could click. I could click accept Jesus now. And so I clicked that button and I filled out my name and address, my real name, not Clint Eastwood, my real name, Scott Furrow, and address. And the church mailed me a Bible and they mailed me a sermon CD, a worship CD, and this whole thing about how to become a Christian and how to connect both online and to real life small groups in my area. It was pretty slick. It was pretty amazing. There was another button there about small groups. So I clicked on that and I joined a online small group and I went to it and you would go and you could hear people's voices. They could actually talk, but your interaction was cartoon characters. And I thought, is this real? And we had real Bible study, real discussion. Now the cartoon characters were weird because you're sitting there and there's, you know, somebody who's dressed up as Gumby and another person dressed up, you know, as you know, an elephant. And it was just weird. It was super weird. But the conversation was for real, and it was real people. So I go back to the church, and uh, they have greeters. And I said, hello to the greeters, and they said hello back. And then I started talking to this guy, and he lets me know that he's actually a staff person. He's, he is the virtual reality pastor. And he and his wife are hired to greet people and talk to people. And so I talked to him for a while, and he said that what they're doing is they're actually at home. This is a Sunday morning early Sunday morning, so it's a couple hours ahead, so I was able to do this before our our real-life church service. And he said, I said, well, what are you doing? Like, you're physically in the room with your wife, and you're doing this together? He says, yeah, we have two computers, and they're back-to-back, so we can't even see each other through the screen, but she's right on the other side, and she's greeting other people. And that was their job. They're paid to do this. That was their job, interacting with people. The interesting thing that I found in the new thing. So the new thing is very similar to that. It's just newer technology. The virtual reality technology is that according to Life Church, according to uh, Pastor Groeschel, there were about 100 people who showed up, individuals logged on with their little cartoon characters, and two of them in that service accepted Christ. And I assume it's probably the same deal where they, they click on something and they're going to get a real-life Bible. They're going to get real life in touch with people. This is... I'm just so curious about this. Is this where church is going? And is it church? Is it the same thing? This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your your host. You can call and let me know your thoughts about this. 888-52-TALKS, 888, that's LA Talks, 888-528-2557. Do you go to church just online or is it both? Is this something that's really helpful for you, or do you think it's not really helpful for you? Are you a member of a church if you're not really there? Uh, Is this a way to be part of the body of Christ, or do you need to physically be present? I mean, those are some some questions that the church is going to have to wrestle with, aren't we? Is this really what it means to do this? 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Anyway, what do you think about that? You're probably just weirded out, and right now you're saying, you know, Scott, man, what a he's kind of a nerd, and I am. You know, I'm just going to put that out there. As we get to know each other, as we spend some time, you know, with each other in this program, uh, yep, I'm a nerd. I'd love to know what you think about this. All right. So are you going to Christmas Eve? What's your favorite thing about Christmas Eve service, whether you go online or not? Uh, I love Christmas Eve service. I've had great times with Christmas Eve service. When I was a kid, uh, I sang. And I remember singing the solos, and usually I'd come down with some kind of cold, but most of the time I would get that done. My dad's the pastor. My mother is the choir director. They're still doing that. And um, I would do a reading, and my favorite thing that happened, my dad, when he would do the Christmas Eve service, it was always a, a Christmas Eve service with communion. And uh, 
people would come out and they'd get in line and everyone would do communion. It was a communion candlelight service is the idea. And he would have readings of scripture going on. And I was one of the readers. And one year I'm reading and my dad, he loves the creeds. And uh, so I'm reading the Nicene Creed. That's what I was asked to read. Uh, you know, for a Baptist pastor, you know, to read a creed, you're breaking some rule probably, but he didn't care. Uh, and I didn't care. And uh, so I'm reading this creed, but it's dark in there. And so I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm 10 or 11 years old, and I'm standing in the pulpit behind him. He's on the floor doing communion uh, at the table, and, but I'm right behind him, and I can't see what I'm reading, and the print was pretty small. So I hold this piece of paper up to this candle that's on the pulpit, and yes, sure enough, it gets lit on fire. The Nicene Creed is burning in my hand, and I'm trying to read it. Well, it's a big fire all of a sudden, so I put it on the pulpit, and I pounded it out with my fist. Bang, 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 bang. And I'll never forget the look on my dad's face as he turned around, really in anger. Why are you doing this to my Christmas Eve service? And I said, well, it caught on fire. You know, and then he kind of laughed. And I've seen that look before because as a pastor's kid, um, you know you know when you're getting in trouble because you're, you're messing around in the pews during church with your buddies and you're doing whatever. And you think mom doesn't notice because she's up there and she's doing the choir. She's got her back to you. But dad's sitting there staring at you and uh, – he used to walk off the stage and say to me, you're getting it when you get home. And I knew I was in trouble. He saw everything. Anyway, that's one of my favorite Christmas Eve stories the year I almost burned down the church, but I put it out with my fist when I was 10 or 11 years old. Hey, let's go to the phones. Uh, Ronnie from Downey, welcome to Southern California Live. How you doing, Ronnie? Good. How are you? I'm doing fine. What are your thoughts about virtual church? What do you think? Yeah, um, you know, I kind of think that this is so the work of the enemy trying to keep us all separated. To keep us away from um, each other, like personally. Exactly. Uh, the Bible says to, that we should gather together, correct? Yeah. And um, it's one of those things like homeschooling. I've, I've talked to a couple of people about this. It's, it's almost like comparing it to homeschooling. You could always homeschool your kids, and you could probably do it better sometimes that they would actually get it from the, the actual school. But there's one thing that you can never teach those kids. It's how to interact with different characters, different mm-hmm. people, right? So I think the, the same goes with the, with the church. We need to be together so we can learn from each other and um, just get the feel of what we're going through and how to deal with it, how God teaches us how to go through our storms. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good point. Um, you know, do you feel like it can be done online? Some people are are just very proficient relationally online where I think, I do think in the most, for the most part, we are, we are separating ourselves from not just society, but also skills like you're talking about social skills because we're online so much. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, I mean, if you need prayer, how are you going to do that? You know, if if you want to get together with your brothers and sisters in church and ask them for help spiritually, how do you, how do you do that? If you're in a virtual, you're in a virtual thing. It's a different experience. Yeah, I really think it's important for us to be there in person together, worshiping our Heavenly Father. Yeah. And um, connecting with each other. All right. Hey, uh, Ronnie, thank you for your call. Merry Christmas. All right, friends, you're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your guest host. You can join our conversation at 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. I'll be back in just a couple of moments. Stay tuned.
Merry Christmas, everybody. This is Southern California Live. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. I'm Scott Furrow, your guest host. The number, if you want to join our conversation, is 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Put it in your phone. Just be ready to be a part of our conversation. One of the great Christmas verses that you are probably hearing a lot is Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. And the discussion that we're having right now this hour is, is virtual church really church? And the idea that you're not really with each other physically. I mean, is Jesus present? Is the Holy Spirit present in your virtual online church? It's an interesting question. Uh, is God doing a work through online church? Uh, the church that's in the metaverse right now, we talked about earlier, a couple of people raised their hand, their little avatars, and said uh, yes to following Jesus, and uh, they're being followed up with. They got saved online. Uh, is that the way we should be doing church? Uh, Chris from Diamond Bar, welcome to Southern California Live. Merry Christmas, Chris. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, we... Um we had this thing that we started last year. I didn't start it. Uh, it's actually new to me, meeting in like a daily prayer group on weekdays. Uh-huh. And uh, it was challenging for sure at first. And you're doing this online? Is this a daily, a daily online prayer group? Yeah, it was, um, it was over Zoom okay. on our phones, basically. Yeah. Uh, and so we would meet on Zoom uh, kind of early in the morning. And... Uh, what would happen was I think something that really helped was we had uh, ourselves on video. It became like an expectation that we're all on video together. It's uh-huh. a lot more engaging that way because you can turn your video off and then are you guys really together? But uh, I, people were being used by the Holy Spirit. Uh, it was awesome. I really felt connected. And I meet in person also. Um, I'm yeah, that was, that was going to be my question. Do you also go on Sundays, or do you have a prayer meeting that you go to in person? Um, not a prayer meeting in person, but I do meet with people in person uh, with a small group. And uh, with the instead of Sunday mornings, we've had to do Saturday mornings following another church. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been small uh, people meeting in person. It's a little disappointing, actually. I, I wish... I could see a lot of the folks that I saw two years ago. Uh, mm. But, uh, yeah, that's definitely, that'd be awesome to be able to see more people in person. But it's definitely possible to have that connection and have fellowship online as well. Okay. Um, hey, uh, Chris, thank you for your call. appreciate that uh, insight. You know, a lot of prayer meetings were happening online when this first happened. Ours was online. We started one, and it was every week kind of started out as almost like a little show on Zoom, and then it just turned into a prayer meeting, and uh, me and another pastor were working together on this, and we were online, and people could join online. They could do it uh, with comments in, you know, on Facebook or in other places that it was placed. We could invite people in, and people could actually have their picture, and we could have different people pray. It was very uh, interesting, and at the time, for sure, uh, it was a blessing. It was a blessing because so many people couldn't be together. And then once we started meeting together, we do a prayer meeting every Wednesday night at our church. And, uh, you know, my, my feeling is it is much better to be together, but something that I'm working at, you know, be together in person, 
Um, and something I'm dealing with is, should I also have an online version? I don't, I don't want the people who are coming to decide they don't have to go now because they can just stay home. But there are people who can't get there early enough, and there's various reasons that they can't. Is that is that worth it? Just something that I'm thinking about. Uh, what's your thoughts about virtual church? Is it really church? The number is 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. What is your thought or your experience with virtual church? Uh, Kelly from Pacoima, welcome to our program. Merry Christmas, Kelly. Merry Christmas, Scott. How you doing? You ready for I'm the big day? Very well, thank you. Good. I'm all done. I'm very much like your wife. I, I, buy, <laughs> I, buy, I, I buy ahead. Good for you. You have less stress than probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for that. Um, as far as virtual church, um, I just believe it's a crutch that mm. um, obviously is a useful tool. When you break your leg, you need that crutch. Um, to get around, and that's what virtual church should be used for when we cannot meet together. But um, as with anything, you should not rely upon a crutch. Um, it will weaken you, um, the muscles that should be strengthened if you don't mm, yeah. um, get do. You know, if you see where my metaphor is going, um, I also think that you know the early church, you know, met in houses. And their version of church is very different than what our version is now, our modern church. And, you know, just because it looks very different doesn't mean it wasn't church, right? That you were like, right. you were saying, is the and that's a good point. There's present. not much that they did then that we're doing now that's the same. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. So my my main thing would say is your own personal conviction. Are you using this as a crutch to not... Mm to not be held accountable for, you know, things. Are you using it as a crutch? I'm a serious introvert, so I, mm. it's difficult for me uh-huh. to go to church, but I know that that's my own personal issue and that I need the body of Christ. So it would so, be easy for you to do online church, like some people I can imagine wonderful. being wonderful. It's <laughs> wonderful for me, yes. Yeah. But it, it definitely had to look at myself, is this a crutch? Mm. Am I using it as a crutch? Yeah. And the difference between uh, the online church and the prayer meeting, for example, is we don't get to see you. Right? You see who's ever on the screen, but they don't get to see you. We don't even know necessarily, depending on how you're doing it, if you're even there, right? Right. Yeah. You, don't, you don't get to lay hands. You don't get right. to uh, hold other people. You know, there's an accountability factor, again, that is a part of seeing each other, and that is definitely missing in virtual church. Yeah. All right, Kelly. Great. Uh, great to hear from you. Merry Christmas to you. I'm glad that you're all done with yeah. everything, and I hope that you have a great uh, Christmas and New Year. Um, I think Kelly makes some good points. She, you know, she brings up the the truth of it is. I think one of the reasons that we have to wrestle with this question is that when we look at the early church, well, they weren't doing a lot of the things that we do. You know, right now, they the first church didn't meet in buildings at all. I think that there's some evidence that maybe by the second century there were some actual church buildings uh, that they have excavated. Uh, And for sure by the third century, uh, churches were meeting not always in homes, but sometimes in buildings. Uh, There were not different denominations. There were not really a lot of traditions, right? There was a lot of, do we do this? Do we do that? There were, um, you know, if you were Jewish, you brought in a lot of traditions and you wondered, do I still do this? And if you were Gentile, you didn't have any tradition, so you're just making it up as you go. Um, but uh, it's a very interesting question in a modern age. 
How do we make sure that we're doing church, but we're still with each other? I think what Kelly said, you can't lay hands. That's a big deal, right? You can do it kind of, you know, you see people kind of do that through the screen and stuff, but it's, you know, when you're being prayed for, for something, it's different uh, when you're with them, I think. Um, uh, Richie from Diamond Bar. Richie, welcome to Southern California Live. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Scott, man. I always enjoy when you're on and when you take over. Oh, thank you. I'm enjoying it and having a good time. Yeah, you know, I really just kind of sidebar. I, I enjoyed your uh, security uh, Kmart story of weeks ago <laughs> when you told that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been thinking... Good old days. Uh, I'll, it was a story I told a few weeks ago. I'll tell it again one, one day because it's a great story where I, yeah. we chased people who stole stuff, right? And it's and I think about it all the time now because of what's happening with these break-ins, and you're not even allowed to go after them. Man, back in the day, we took you out. You steal something, we're going to go get you. That's what we did, and that was the rule. That's how you did it. Probably that's why everything's all messed up because somebody eventually sued. Uh, anyway, yeah. thank you. I'm glad you've been listening. Hey, uh, Richie, so what are your thoughts about virtual church? Yeah, so you know what? One thing I wanted to bring up is my wife and I really enjoy, you know, learning online. And uh, we use it as a daily tool, a nightly tool. Mm. And we're able to go through books, you know. Um, yeah. With Pastor Andy Woods out in uh, Texas, and we live in California, you know, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, you know, online church is such a blessing because we're able to learn every day. And one thing I do got to say, though, is it's important to go to church once a week, you know, at least Wednesday or Sunday, so you can get, you know, people to hold you accountable. And you could actually worship the Lord, you know, because when you're in person, worshiping the Lord is a whole other experience. Right. So you go uh, to a church in person. You you mentioned the Texas church. Is that your church, or do you also go to a church uh, nearby in person? Well, we also go to Raul Reese Church in Diamond Bar. I mean, that's our home church. Okay. But, um, you know, when we're, we're not able to go, because we have seven kids, you know, uh, there's times we listen wow. to Jack Hibbs. It just depends. But one thing you got to, you know, you get interrupted at home a lot, and you have to press pause and stuff like that. So when you're sitting in a seat at church, it's great. But one thing I wanted to call and just tell you, we really enjoy learning online, and it's a blessing that these pastors were teaching before the pandemic online, because like I said, we're able to go through the Book of Revelation, deep studies with Andy Woods from Sugarland Bible Church out there in Texas, hmm. and we feel like we're part of his home church. You know, we're, we feel like we're part of that church, which is awkward. I mean, we live in California, right. you know? Right, But it's a blessing. Yeah. But there's so many different things you can get. All right, I appreciate your call, Richie, and thank you for listening to Southern California Live and being part of uh, the family here. We appreciate that uh, very much. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host for today. I'll be with you again tomorrow. We're talking about virtual church and getting your thoughts about that. The number is 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557 if you want to call in and give your thoughts. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Do not change that station. All right, everybody, welcome to Southern California Live. Merry Christmas to you. I hope that you are excited about celebrating the Lord's birth and what Jesus has done for us. That's what we celebrate at Christmas time. And one of the ways that we do that is we come together. Wherever you're at, I hope that you have some plan for Christmas services, and uh, most places are doing them. I know that some of the larger churches, they, they're doing them all week. 
Uh, there's one church I looked at. They just they start tomorrow with their Christmas Eve services. Uh, tomorrow is not Christmas Eve, right? It's the 22nd. Uh, Christmas Eve is the 24th. Uh, do you know what uh, December 23rd is? That's Christmas Adam. It's, uh, uh, that is something that I say every year, and I can't help it. My congregation just groans at me all the time, but I know there's somebody new who's never realized that December 23rd is Christmas Adam because December 24th is Christmas Eve. Some of you have Christmas Adam services, Christmas Eve services. The point is, be together. We're talking about whether or not virtual church is really church. We're talking about whether or not uh, this counts, and, and the world is changing so much, and it's changed a lot through COVID. I think we were headed this direction anyway, but what COVID did was it moved us ahead five or six years with our technological understanding and abilities. I mean, most of you, many of you anyway, probably had never done Zoom before 2020, and you never went to a virtual church meeting, and now you've had that opportunity a lot. And one of the challenges is there are some people who aren't coming back. There are some people who uh, you love church at home, but you've left kind of the fellowship of believers. And you know, I think there's some great things about church at home. We do it. It helps you stay connected. If you travel, you can stay with the same sermon series. You can connect with your small group or your prayer meeting. You can stay with whatever's happening with your church. You're not missing it in that sense. I think that's really great. And, you know, there's a lot of teaching that you can do uh, online or uh, just like you're doing right now with the radio. There are so many different ways that you can hear teaching. And I think that's the unique part of, you know, the church experience. The one part that you could do from home or that you could do on video and it would probably work even if you're there in person is the teaching. I know a church up in uh, the Northwest and uh, it's a fairly big church. And what they do is they film the service. They have, a, they have a Thursday night church service, and the pastor gives the sermon there, and the people who come Thursday night are all the staff and the volunteers for Sunday morning. So all the kids workers and all the parking lot people and everybody who does stuff at this big church as a volunteer, they come on Thursday night to church and they worship, and it's kind of this pared-down service, but they, they video the pastor's sermon. And then on Sunday morning, the pastor doesn't preach at all in person. He's there, and he introduces himself, I guess, and and uh, then they just play the Thursday night sermon on video, and he gets to interact with people. It's a whole different experience, and you can do that with the teaching. But one of the things I think that you got to do is you've got to worship God. And one of the things, even for us, when we're at home watching during the shutdown is, you know, we, we didn't really sing along too well. We tried, but the kids are messing around, and, and uh, you know, you're at home, and there's, there's other things happening, and you really miss the opportunity to worship the Lord together. And that's something that people, I think, really miss when you're at home. You can do it. And I know that some of you are great at it. Some of you by yourself in the living room are standing up and you are singing at the top of your lungs and you don't even realize it, but you are sharing the gospel with your neighbors because they're hearing you sing and they're hearing that great song. Uh, And good for you. I'm glad that you're doing that. But there is something, I think, important about worshiping with each other. I think that's a that's a big thing. And then, of course, the interaction. Um, it matters. And uh, let's go to the phones here. Zed from Santa Monica. Zed, welcome to Southern California Live. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, Scott. Good to, good to talk with you. Yeah. I've been in this conversation just about, well, virtual church. And I, Matthew eighteen twenty says, for, for where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Yeah. Do you think you can gather online? I mean, that, that passage is kind of about 
having a fight in some regards in the context, but certainly there's a meaning for that about Jesus being there. And I guess that's the core question, right? Is, is do you have to be in the same room or just somehow electronically connected? Does it count? There is Jesus and God are outside of time. There's, there's no denying that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, it's a weird question, isn't it? It's just a, it's such a it strange, is, it is a very strange weird thing. Question. Yeah. Well, that's kind of why you I'm know, asking it. Cause throw out, yeah, I just want to throw out Matthew 18. No, Zed, you're right to, you're right to throw that out because, because that is, you know, a core thing is being together and the Christmas season. Thank you for your call, Zed. I appreciate it. One of the things that is so core to this season is realizing how great it is that our God wants to be with us, that he wants us to be together, that that's the purpose. That, that's where things are going for eternity, right? It's, it's Jesus comes to be with us, to, to tabernacle with us. Uh, it says, Emmanuel, God with us, that we have a God who wants to be with the creature he created in his image, that this is his desire and he wants it to be a legitimate relationship. He wanted to give us however it works. I know there's different opinions about how it works with the choice that we have to follow the Lord. But we were given a choice in the beginning. We chose to disobey, and that relationship was fractured. But right from Genesis 3 all the way to the end of Revelation, we have a plan of God that is about bringing us together to be with God. We're warned in the book of Hebrews chapter 10 uh, to not give up meeting together, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encourage one another all the more as you see the day, capital D, approaching. They capitalize that in most translations because in, in the context, in the, in the language, it's referring to judgment day. Um, and I also think it's interesting that in the first century when we're not sure who wrote Hebrews, right? But whoever is writing this, they're addressing something that the church was already doing, right? They're addressing not meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. So whatever was going on back there, back then, they were finding a reason not to come together. Now they didn't have the online option. They didn't have those things. What I want to encourage you to do is, is not get legalistic on this question. But I think our callers all had something great to add. I thank you for uh, being a part of this uh, conversation, every one of you. As the church, a big part of it is that we need to gather together to worship God, to hear the word, but also to build each other up, to pray for each other, uh, to uh, worship the Lord together, to encourage one another, all the more as we see the day approaching. You know what's happening as we see the day approaching? I mean, a lot of you think the day is now a lot of people believe that this is it. This is uh, the weirdness of this time, the the way that the culture is moving towards government mandates and that are blocking you from buying or selling or these things. Obviously, it's it's certainly headed in that direction. I like to think, number one, that's possible. And if this is the Lord's time, great. It is, you know, done waiting. Let's take them. Let's, let's get justice done uh, for real through Jesus Christ. But it also could be that we're coming to a point where the church is being challenged to come out of their buildings to get together. And we, we might be in for a great revival. 
that maybe this is going to be one of the greatest coming to Jesus times in world history. Have you thought about that as the possibility? You know, with all the the darkness and the hand-wringing and the fear right now, God is also doing something in church. He is creating innovations. And, you know, whether or not the virtual church sticks, we're seeing people come to Christ through it. We're seeing people connect in prayer in meaningful ways. We are seeing God do a whole lot. And at the same time, some of what the virtual church is doing is it's helping some of you get back into church because you watch it and you go, I really should be there. And that's a positive thing. You know, whenever they started putting all the Major League Baseball games in most cities on on television, uh, obviously there's been lots of problems with that here in Los Angeles, but uh, say in uh, in most cities, you can watch every Major League game on TV. If you go and buy the app, you can watch uh, just about all of them, except the local ones sometimes are, are blacked out, but you can f- probably find it in some other station. They thought, well, people aren't going to go. They're not going to buy a ticket. Why would they do that if they can just stay home? But it turned out that uh, Major League Baseball increased attendance across the board once they did that, that it worked, that it helped people connect. So I don't know what the answer is, but one of the things I think is you need to be part of a local church. I think you should go in person as much as you can and stay connected online. I think there are ways to reach out online. You can forward the video to your friend who you want to invite to church, give them what the experience is before they go there. There's a whole lot of things that are are positive with that. Anyway, Um, let's just pray that God is going to do great things as we approach this new era that we are in with our churches and that we should not give up meeting together, whatever that means, as some are in the habit of doing, but we encourage one another all the more as we see the day approaching. Hey, friends, um, there's one more thing. I forgot to, I didn't forget, but I ran out of time in the last hour. I was going to tell you what Tin Stoffel is. I don't want to leave you hanging if you've been listening the whole time. We're talking about uh, free government giveaways, right? We're giving the free uh, COVID test. Tin Stoffel, T-I-N-S-T-A-A-F-L. It's an acronym for there is no such thing as a free lunch. Uh, no, Nobody called uh, to give me the answer to that. So the uh, the grand prize of a brand new Tesla will not be given up. I'm just kidding. There was no prize. There was just a... Uh, you know, a fine virtual, uh, great job with that. Everybody, it's wonderful to be with you. And uh, I'm going to be back tomorrow right here on Southern California Live on KKLA and in Los Angeles and KPRZ in San Diego. I want to encourage you to go to the websites, KKLA, if you're in the Los Angeles area and Los Angeles area counties, multiple counties who are listening. And if you're in San Diego, go to KPRZ. There's a lot of different ways to connect with your church. If you're looking or different churches, connect with each other. There's lots of opportunities to connect with other believers there. And you can find the podcast of this program if you want to hear it on uh, the KKLA website, just go to, the, to uh, LA Live or Southern California Live on the website there in the program guide, and you'll find the podcast there. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. God bless you. I'll see you again tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.